brand right now. Leafs Nation, what's going on? It's your guy James from Offside. And we got ourselves some topics to get into around Leafs land. One of the ones that was fun for me this week, you look at the uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl scoring 300 goals and adding themselves to that list of players who have done it the fastest, that are still active, and all of them, of course, trailing the great Ovechkin. <clears throat> well, then I looked it up. I said, well, where is Matthews on this? When is he going to hit this mark? By the way, Matthews, four goals away from hitting 300 and in his career and he would be the second fastest player that is active to do so, only behind the grade eight Alex Ovechkin. So, I mean, that would be a nice little, you know, feather in the cap for Mr. Austin Matthews. Like I said, four goals to go till 300. So the watch is on. There's about, what, seven or eight games left for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he would slide himself up that list and make himself second among active players to the fastest to 300 and I'm looking forward to seeing it but let's get to some news and notes around practice and around the Maple Leafs and we'll start off with Michael Bunting yet again being on the third line for the Toronto Maple Leafs at practice now this may be the way things shake out when Ryan O'Reilly comes back but I will say this that line the other night when they were playing the Florida Panthers really did hem the Panthers in they were great on the forecheck they were doing everything they needed to do And it really, to me, made it difficult on the Panthers. And Michael Bunting being down there really was the agitator we were looking for. And, I mean, maybe that's better suited for him not to be in the limelight. I know he wants to get his cookies. And I know he wants his goals and assists. And I know he wants to be on that top line with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner or Willie Nylander, whoever plays it out. But at the same time, if you're more effective crashing and banging on the third or fourth line, that may be where your calling is, and it may be better for you and the team going forward because my boy, Callie Yarncroak, he's looking good on that first line. He is gelling well. He's got the speed to keep up with Matthews and Marner, and he's just looking good. To me, that is what you want to see. Right now, I think Bunting just needs to keep the app shut, play his game, get under people's skin, but make it known to his coach that he's busting his tail off to get back to that top line or even the second line with John Tavares. Who knows how they ultimately shake out the lines as things go along. Sheldon Keefe not tipping his hand either on what goalie will go where. But here's the fun thing. All of Leafs Nation has been saying this. Well, you know, Samsonov is good at home and Murray is good on the road. Well, this weekend you have the opportunity to start one on the road and start one at home and see if the theory rings true. So if both goalies pick up victories, then maybe you have some proof in the pudding that you can go forward with. One thing I would want to see this weekend, if Matt Murray is indeed getting the Ottawa start or even the Sunday start against Detroit, I want to see less than four goals allowed. I want him to keep that number down. The coach called him out on it. I want to see what happens, and I want to see what he does between the pipes for the Maple Leafs going into the games this weekend. To me, this is a show-all this weekend because you know Samsonov can steal this job and have it, and a lot of people have already anointed him, myself included, the game one starter for the playoffs for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But, but, 
Matt Murray comes in with that tie goes to the veteran, and this veteran has two shiny Stanley Cup rings and the know-how to win a game seven when the chips are down. So this is something they may be looking at. Also coming out of practice today, Wayne Simmons was not with the team. He is not injured. No, no, no. He is sick, which is almost worse because you're heading down the stretch and you do not want all or anyone on your team sick. And that stuff spreads like wildfire. These guys are all close together. So the last thing you need is everybody coming down with something and having to rebuild themselves back up to health. So we'll see what happens with Simmons for tomorrow. He is a game day decision. I wouldn't call it a game time because they'll call that one pretty early if he's not feeling himself. Uh, Another one for me is Ryan O'Reilly. I look at Ryan O'Reilly and I say, okay, great. He's on the ice in a red non-contact sweater. Took his first full practice. Everyone's freaking out. Asking, why isn't Ryan O'Reilly going to be in the lineup this weekend? Why isn't Ryan O'Reilly playing? Well, here's the thing. You want your guys to be as close to 100% as you possibly can when rolling into the playoffs. So what do you need to do with Ryan O'Reilly? It's the old Lou Lamorello saying, guys and gals, you keep him out until you need him. You don't need him right now in these meaningless games. Allow that finger that he said he didn't know was as bad as it was until he got into the locker room to heal. Allow his conditioning to get back up to health. If it was a do-or-die game tomorrow for the Leafs to get into the playoffs or they were in the playoffs and down the series, I can guarantee you Ryan O'Reilly would be in the game. But it's not an important game tomorrow. It is not anything of significance for the Leafs, so allow him to rest. Allow him to heal and get 100%. I'm 100% on board for that because you want these guys healthy. The guy that concerns me, though, And we all remember this from a guy who wears 87 and plays for the Penguins and Mr. Sidney Crosby, who had a really severe case of whiplash and concussions. Nolachari, he's suffering from a neck whiplash type injury. Now I reached out to friend of the show, Dr. Graywall, who knows a little bit about sports injuries. And he did say it shouldn't affect Achari for the playoffs. But my issue today was he came on the ice looked like he was going to be a participant in practice and then left the ice pretty quickly and was not a participant going forward. Now, I don't know if that was pre-planned. It wasn't said by anyone except for the fact that he was not going to play uh, this weekend. He is going to be sitting out again. So that's Nola Chari and Ryan O'Reilly not playing this weekend, <clears throat> which is fine. But you only have a finite amount of games left to tighten this up and get everybody together. Ryan O'Reilly, give him a time. Noli Chari, give him a time. I'm thinking four games left. These guys, game 78, seems to be the magic number. But uh, I think both those guys coming back at that point would be great. I worry again, like I said, about Noli Chari. Whiplash is no joke. Like we said about Crosby, he was out for quite the while. So now you sit and you wonder what could happen uh, with Noli Chari if he's not able to get healthy. Oh, it just makes me nervous, man. Something else the Maple Leafs are going to get the opportunity to look at here, and this is kind of fun because at least all of a sudden seem to have a glut in goaltending with Dryden McKay, Petrozelli. You look at Joe Wool, Eric Schalgren, the Leafs, and then you also have Samsonov and Murray. Well, here's another one. The Leafs will get a chance to look at another goaltending prospect in Dennis Hildeby, 
that Hilda Beast will be coming over now that his SHL season has ended. Now, I don't know how at the team he was on. I didn't go too deep into it, but he was 11-9-0 with a 2.26 goals against average and a 9.18 save percentage. Not too shabby, but he's another prospect that we want to keep our eye on for the Toronto Maple Leafs between the pipes. So if you have some goaltending prospects that you're high on, and I think Joel Wool will be the guy to come in and be able to supplant probably Murray for next season and have a tandem of Samsonov and Wool rolling in the net. It would be perfect. But I want to see what the Hildebeest can do. He'll suit up with the Marlies. He's coming over. He'll join them for their stretch and playoff run. So he will be another option for the Toronto Maple Leafs going forward. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see it. I won't lie to you. Same like I'm excited to see Matthew Nyes. I'm excited that Nick Robertson's on the ice. I know he's not going to play, but it's good to have him around the team, building up his strength, conditioning, and really getting ready for next season. I think this kid's going to have a breakout year next year when we need some more cheapy, cheap contracts. Nick Robertson will be there. Same with Matthew Nyes. Um, the concern for me, we talked about Tampa Bay Lightning a lot on the show on Sunday when we do the Leafs weekender, but they were on a four-game losing streak, and now they put up nine goals in two games and absolutely whooped the two teams they played, and that does concern me. Obviously, Tampa, the big thing here is, you know, a lot of people looking at Tampa Bay Lightning say they're tired. They're worn out. They've gotten a three Stanley Cup finals. James, you don't know what you're talking about here. These guys know how to flip the switch. I still think that they are tired. I still think that they're going to be, you know, a team that may be not as deep as we've seen the Tampa Bay Lightning be. And I say that because you no longer have the Palats, the McDonough's, some of that depth that was so key to your team. And Vasilevsky, go look at his numbers. It's not me just saying it. He's been lifted from three games from the All-Star game going up to this point. He's giving up a glutton of goals. He's tightened it up a little bit here. But now I think, okay, the Toronto Maple Leafs made him look human last year. What can they do to Mr. Vasilevsky this year? But also, Braden Point, the quietest 40-goal scorer you'd think in the league. I don't think anybody's talking about him. And that's a sneaky, sneaky one. We all know how good he was against the Maple Leafs last year before injuring himself against the boards. And in Game 7, I do believe it was. But here's a little thing to give you for the end of it here, putting a bow on this podcast for the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs news and notes and stuff like that. The last four President Trophy winners have all lost four consecutive playoff games in a row en route to elimination. Now, I'm not calling just a sweep. I'm saying they've all ended up falling four in a row to a team so when adversity strikes these high-powered teams, hello Tampa, oh four to the Columbus Blue Jackets, it could be an issue. And I'm saying right now it could be an issue for the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Boston Bruins this year with Tampa being tired and then Boston maybe just a little bit of complacency thinking you're the top dog, you're the best, you are the BEST, but then all of a sudden reality hits and you run into a wall And next thing you know, you're no longer in the playoffs. But as Leaf fans, we need to realize we have a great team. This team can do some damage 
and I am looking forward to what they can do in the playoffs against teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning, against teams like the Boston Bruins. And there's no longer for me an if they make it past round one, they will make it past round one, or I'll throw it right on the line right now. I will shave the entire beard right off the face, and I will be naked as a jaybird right here on the face with no beard. So if the Maple Leafs cannot get the job done, that is my pledge to Leafs Nation. I will get rid of this, and I do not look like a beautiful man without my uh, my scruff and my beard. So Leafs Nation, that is on the line. Round one, let's go. Getting fired up, though. All these good things are coming along and happening. All right, Leafs Nation, this right here is where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk.